Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's got four legs, weighs over 20 stone, and can make you drowsy whilst operating heavy machinery? Yes, it's the Comedy Slab podcast with Shane O'Connor. <laughs> And Adrian Lacey, welcome to another episode. If you've not caught us before, um, it's the two of us, basically. We watch a comedy programme, and then we get together, and we muse about it to ourselves and to the wider audience, and we give it a score at the end of it. And um, we get to choose alternately, and it was my turn to choose last week, if you weren't with us. And if you weren't with us, we're disgusted with you, aren't we, Adrian? Oh, totally. Uh, But I'm disgusted with you, and you will be hearing from my lawyers. Oh, yeah. How do you know how much I weigh? I don't. I don't. But it's well, just, exactly. It's, but I, I, I must weigh about seventeen stone. So I was. I was <laughs> so that implies I weigh three. I was, I'm, at I'm least offended. three stone. <laughs> it was a safe bet, wasn't it? I, I went. I like to, to think I'm a slightly heavier. Than that. <laughs> I went down to Paddy Power and said he weighs at least three stone, and they went, "Yeah, okay, you can have a quid on that." They're in each way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to choose last week. It was it's a brand new comedy, which is the second time I've chosen and you've gone, oh, I was going to say that, but I beat you to it. I like to think I didn't say it in that whiny voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should play the recordings back. <laughs> you oh, make me sound like Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, I've got a word, but am I allowed a, a sort of postscript to last week's... Uh, uh, slabbing of mum. Oh yeah, we, it was mum last week, wasn't it? Yeah, got yeah. To... We were we were talking about why Kelly uh, has to or feels she has to tell Derek. Uh, and, and if these names don't mean an awful lot, then do listen to the previous uh, comedy slab or watch mum uh, or well both. Preferably, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. mum series three episode one. Don't on do iPlayer as we speak. Not yeah. the same time though, obviously. But I meant to say, at the time, I did have a feeling that there was a craving for love um, from Kelly. What you won't have seen, unless you are up to date now, and which would be some serious binge back-watching, because you hadn't seen any of Series 1 and 2, her mum is atrocious. Kelly's mum is absolutely atrocious. Right. So that does put it in a different context. Oh, Kelly's the sister-in-law, is she? Sorry, I thought Kelly was the daughter-in-law, but Kelly's the sister-in-law, isn't she? Uh, no, no, no. Pauline is the sister-in-law. Oh, who's who's Kelly? Kelly's Kelly is the daughter. It's the one whose voice you didn't like. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And her mum, her mum is who you haven't seen uh, is uh, atrocious. She oh, pops okay. Up. Is that so? That, I mean, that relationship then, presumably, she's a bit of a, a surrogate mother to her, then, isn't she? Because um, she did say, oh, "I think you're the best person I've ever met," or something like that to her. Didn't yes, she? there's a bit of that going. Right. So yes, so. Oh, okay. I'll just feed that in. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up. Okay. I wish I was you'd have told me last week, obviously, but I mean, it would, well, know, yeah, it would have... I'm always clearing up your mess after you. But yes, <laughs> I wish I'd thought of it last week and didn't need some help from um, a loyal slab listener called uh, Joss, who reminded me about the mum. It's all falling into place now. And he got six out of ten, uh, sadly. Um, but um, I suppose it's quite a respectable score. That's about that's about average, isn't it? I would have said looking back at the. For us, the previous ones, 
Yeah, I think you're meaner than me, but I mean, that, in scoring as in life. Yeah, I, I thought the highest one was episode 42 of the Comedy Slab, uh, which got uh, 98 points out of 10. But then I realised <laughs> it was inside number nine and it got eight points. Oh, right. So, <laughs> your, your punctuation leaves something to I'm be desired. I'm need to put some full stops in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> inside number 98. Oh, anyway, what's yeah. the recipe today, Jim? Well, um, it's, uh, it was what I was going to do that. It was... Uh, it was <laughs> I don't talk like that. <laughs> oh, did I? By the way, did I say congratulations to Aston Villa? Did I mention that we got promoted to the uh, back, back? You mentioned it as many times as Pauline mentioned being by the pool. Oh, okay, Mum that's all right. Week. I just yeah. wanted to mention that. That's okay. As long as we're all on the same page with that one, that's fine. Did you mention that my team, Elton's team, uh, Watford, uh, rest their souls? Uh, got beaten six 0 the other week. Did do, you what, mention that? Do, I think do you know? You did. I forgot to say to you. Do you know one of their one of their best players? I think he's mm. their captain, actually. Troy Deeney, their captain. Mm. Uh, he's a Warsaw lad, same as me. Oh, right. Well, I suppose we deserved what we had heaped on our head then. I bet, oh, sorry, you're not saying that. I bet you? he had a tough life being called Troy and growing up in Warsaw. I should imagine oh, he, had to, he had to pick a few fights now and again. <laughs> yeah, you're sounding like Al Murray, the line I was quoting about Shakespeare being tough, writing poetry, living in Birmingham uh, last week. Although, having said that, of course, Troy... In uh, in the black country is something that a rugby player does at the end of the pitch. <laughs> I try really hard. Yeah. Nice Troy, <laughs> mate. So mate, uh, yeah. you, you need to be pretty hard to be called Troy and move around Watford at all. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. They probably all live outside Watford, don't they? They probably all live in Bushy or somewhere like that, don't they? Do you think? Or no, you've mentioned another B word there because uh, I, I lived in Oxy, which is the Great Divide from Bushy. Oh, is it Ox- Oxy? It's the and worst Bushy? thing you can say to an Oxyite. They say, yeah. so. You, so you're an oxymoron, then, are you? I, I am the original oxymoron. Oh, yes, and right. don't think you're the first person to say that. I thought I was, but since Oxy got its name, it features in the. Flipping Doomsday book. That right. joke has probably been done before. Uh, before oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh no, you were. <laughs> you tried. Anyway, last week, uh, Felicity, I chose <laughs> Felicity. A comedy. Now I've lost that. Is there a lot of brand new comedy about at the moment? Every time I turn on the it TV, it is a now, golden age, is it not? Is Fantastic. It a, yeah, it's, it's a real. I, I mean, I I quite like a glut, but we're having a glut, aren't we? I've uh, I've noticed. Do you call it a glut? Oh, I see. Yeah, sorry, quite a lot. <laughs> you glutter. Um, <laughs> so uh, now every time I turn on the TV, oh, new comedy series starting and all this sort yeah, of stuff. And yeah. one of us I know will pick um, a brand new one. I think it's coming to Channel Four. Is it or one of the Channel Four? Outlets uh, with Matt Berry, and have you seen that one? No, I haven't. We're, but we're, uh, it's a must. <laughs> Launch the nuclear weapons. <laughs> um, <laughs> Screw you. He plays a Victorian detective um, called uh, Rabbit. Rabbit. And, I'm uh, in already, but then it's Matt Berry. It's called the Year of the Rabbit, so I'm sure one of us will will uh, will grab hold of that one. Uh, by you sure it's not the year of the rabbi? Uh, could be. Rab- rabbit, rabbi, yes. Uh, anyway, I chose another new one, Back to Life, um, which is on... It's a BBC Three, isn't it? So does that mean it's not mm. on real telly? It's just on, on, on pretend. <laughs> well, I haven't it? got a real telly still oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in my not-so-new flat. Yeah, I'm not so fussed. It's a bit like if you work in an abattoir, you don't eat sausages. I worked in TV for too many years. I know how it's made. Right. So... Uh, uh, no, I'm fine with. My, well, no, I'm not that fine, but it's it's not number one priority. It's funny you say. When I worked in radio, I wasn't that bothered about sausages. 
It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> so, I didn't like local radio sausages, that's for sure. No. <laughs> um, but it's, so it's a BBC Three, not proper telly, kind of on the internet. Is it a real programme? Who knows? Uh, kind of production. It's on iPlayer anyway. Uh, yeah, it is. It is on iPlayer, isn't it? Yeah, which is mm. iPlayer is the one that works, isn't it? I see the woman who was running uh, BBC Sounds as. Um, been helped on her way to further her career at another location. Careful, which she's thought, got. Let, let, don't tell me she's got lots of interesting projects she wants to pursue. Yeah, I think, and, <laughs> and also they reminded her how much she wanted to spend time with her family. So uh, yeah, she's got. She didn't know bit. she had one actually. She no. lives alone, but <laughs> she's busy looking for a family. <laughs> they, as we they, speak. They got, they got her a subscription to uh, Hereditary dot com and find some relatives and spend some time with them. Stop ruining our website. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so it's on on the BBC, on the BBC Three, on the iPlayer. Uh, stars, um, one of my uh, one of my favourites. I quite like her whenever I see her. In in, uh, we don't see her enough on the TV. I don't think a, no. a lady called Daisy Haggard. Is it Daisy Haggard or Daisy Haggard? I never know what to say because if it sounds like I'm being rude about it if I say Daisy Haggard. <laughs> Well, is it Mel Haggard or Mel Haggard? Haggard. Yeah, see, I'd Haggard. Haggard. I would say, but he was. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yes. Well, anyone who lives the country singing life for long enough. Is it is it Colin Knackard or Colin Knackard? I never know. Where... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which way to say. Uh, but anyway, yes. So, how would you say it? Haggard? Haggard. Uh, Haggard, I would have said. But, yeah, I, now you mention it, I haven't heard... hadn't heard anyone say it, anyone whose pronunciation I trust. But her dad's in the biz, isn't he? Is he? I don't. I know. I didn't know that. Who? What? Who's her dad? Uh, I can't remember. But um, Mr. Haggard or Haggard. Right. Um, and th- there's a lovely quote. Sorry, I probably should have let you set up our first clip. We've got three audio clips to come. Mm. But very quickly, he said he tried to steer her away from acting. Maybe again, it's like working in an abattoir. He knew too much about the biz. He may. He may not be on quotes the creative side. I can't remember whether he, he might be. Oh no, it's gone. I'll see if I can find it while we're talking anyway he said uh, don't get into acting it's such a sad frustrating uh, uh, profession and you'll mm. be perpetually depressed and of course if any parent says that if you tell your young kids when they're older don't do this what they're going to do mm. first thing they're going to do isn't it really i guess mm. it's mm. reverse psychology uh, she was yeah. in greenwing very early on and i think a brief appearance in peep show she's had lots of little appearances in some great series like psychoville um, and Uncle, which I've yet to, to, to... And I keep looking at that and thinking, we must slab that one of the week. We should slab that, yes. Um, have you, you caught some of that, have you? I've not caught any uh, of that yet. Uh, some is the word. I think tiny clips of it, but it's been recommended by my uh, my estranged wife, and she's actually got, I believe, a good taste in comedy. Not right. particularly good taste in men, as it turns out, but um, in her view. But anyway. I, I think it's a bit, bit nasty <laughs> you calling the estranged wife, but there you go. That's up to you. <laughs> However you want to refer to that, it's your solicitor and, uh, and it's your money, however you want to spend it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so Daisy Haggard, and uh, she just to quickly set the scene, because I think the first clip will kind of give people a bit of a flavour for it. It's very it? early on, which is very wise, I think. Yeah, it sets the scene. Um, but essentially, all you need to know is that she has been released from prison um, after 18 years. 
And mm. I really, what I really liked about it thus far is that you don't really know, and you've kind of got that fermenting in your brain. I don't know if you had that. It kind of fermenting in your brain as you're watching it. Yeah. Thinking, why? What happened? What's 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 gone on? What's the what? You know, and little bits kind of get revealed as as uh, as the episode goes. I, I love that. I must admit, I love that kind of thing where you're kind of piecing the things together and then muck yeah. about with the timeline, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. Anyway, so yeah. she's um, we'll hear a clip, and she's um, in front of the mirror. Well, she's she's rehearsing for an interview. Uh, which she has, she has a little bit later on in the episode. Job interview. A job interview, yeah, I should say, yeah. And so, um, obviously, quite important to her because she's just come out of prison. She's trying to rebuild her life, um, and she does that thing, which I guess we've all done at one stage or another, where she's practicing in front of the mirror. Hi, I'm Myrie or Miri. It's Miri. Good. <laughs> I once went bivouacking with a Myrie, and she was a lemon. Oh, so sorry. No, it's not your fault. Thank you. Super. Have you ever bivouacked? Is that an interview question? So, your CV, it's quite gappy, as in there's a gap in it. It's mostly gap. In fact, it's all gap. I think that's a matter of perspective. It says you worked at Fat Face in 2000. Critical role. And then nothing. Yes. I, um, I went, oh, me, I went travelling. Travelling? Oh. <laughs> yeah. In 2000? Yes. Until now? Mm-hmm. Where did you go? Burma, which is now also called Myanmar. Was that before or after they opened the borders there? Yeah. Which? Yes, yes. Yes, it was. Yes. I think we should uh, revive this tradition, as I said last week, in fact, uh, of, of delivering a headline. So you've got to ask me a, a sort of leading question. You set the homework... Uh, oh, we're going to say that. I'm the fool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I tried to. No, I absolutely loved it. From well, I was in by one minute in. They had me, right? And uh, I have to say that the parents do it for me. They're fantastic. It is very well cast, isn't it? I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I, I've. I've he, her dad seemed familiar to me. Have you seen him in something else or not? He looks like Bill Nye, well, in 10 to 15 years. Uh, yeah. But, no, yeah, but right, it isn't him. Was. But he's, he's like a, a Bill Nye. Could even be his dad. Uh, Richard, Richard Durden is the actor. Richard Durden and Geraldine James play the mum and dad. Um, I just I love Joe Martin, the social worker. Oh, we'll get to her, don't we? Yeah, I think we'll get to her in a little while. Um, Her her social, she was just fabulous as well. priceless. And I can't tell you how my heart sang when I saw and heard the voice and the face of Liam Williams from um, Please Like, which we uh, we reviewed. I thought you could say heart heart sank. I'm really worried for a second there. No, sang, because uh, (laughs) I just think the guy's just fab uh, episode 25 yeah. of the comedy slab we uh, we we um reviewed please like in fact it got an eight and a half out of ten from us uh which is no mean feat is it really um, not for two very mean spirits like us yeah but that was liam williams own work that was his his creation and his writing as well and when I, he's the guy doing the interview there and when i when i heard and saw it was him i just thought oh this is going to be great the other guy that as well i thought uh, you know the next door neighbor billy Mm. Uh, played by Adil Akhtar, who I think I first saw in Trollid. Um, right. Which was a, a Sky comedy programme that was set in a in a supermarket. 
Mm, which I haven't seen. Um, and he was fat. He was outstanding in that as well. I just think he. I think he was in Four Lions as well, wasn't he? The Chris Morris film about the. Um, about three the, lions. Three lions, rather. About the home. Well, maybe, ground. maybe the sequel's going to be called Four Lions. No, I think it was just inflation. That was. I think it. Uh, <laughs> since, Your inflated ego. Since Brexit, I think they've uh, <laughs> they bought an extra. Oh, that's lion. right. Blame yeah. blame the B word. But I think he was. I think he was in that as well. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm right in saying. But anyway, yeah, I think you're right. Casting was great, wasn't it? Really, casting. Uh, right, writing, writing is superb. Timeline. What about the timeline then? Because because it does, and it, and that's why that clip might sound a little bit odd if you're listening in an abstract kind of way. Um, the timeline bounces backwards and forwards all over the place, doesn't it? I was thrown. Yeah, it doesn't take much to throw my fevered brain, but. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah, so that it's the same job interview that's peppered throughout the half hour, isn't it? Yeah. But there was she gets a phone call at one stage. I won't go into it. I won't spoil it. But that's to do with a, a job interview. And I thought, I assumed it was the follow-up to the, the one that's scattered around the timeline. So slightly thrown, but then, then thought, no, that's a sort of uh, inventive way of coping with the timeline. And it's it's not... So much of a stretch, is it really? No, I mean, what I found curious was that I didn't find it repetitive or boring or drawn out. You know, you well, coming back to the job interview, yeah. When, when I because we we watched these um, or listened to the radio shows a couple of times, um, first as a as a viewer, as it were, this is how I do it, you know, first as a viewer, and then we we kind of like do some notes after that. Mm. Um, and the second time, I'm kind of thinking, I'm not, I'm not getting bored of this at all, I'm not getting. Fed up. No, the, I was. I was really looking forward to the second play, which is always a good sign. Right, um, mm. but you'd think the way that they flitted backwards and forwards, and as you say, spent a lot of time with the interview, um, that you'd kind of go, "Oh, yeah, okay, I get it." She's having an interview, for her. but but it, it it flew by, didn't it? The, the yeah, whole, the whole episode for me completely flew by. Um, what about the story itself? Oh, well, just intriguing. It really draws you in. You kind of touched on that to an extent anyway. Um, I don't know what, because, uh, I mean, who listens to announcers such as I used to be these days in the day of, in these days of um, time-shifted viewing on iPlayer and so on? I wonder how they set it up and how much we knew about what crime had put her inside. It has to be serious, doesn't it, to be 18 years inside? Yeah. Uh, we do find out, but I'm not sure. Did you feel you knew at the outset? It might actually be in the blurb, mightn't it? I didn't want to actually. That was the only thing that ruined it for me a little bit. Was that um, I didn't, I didn't really want. I, I kind of got the impression that they were going to kind of cleverly keep f- skirting around it, right? And and so at the end of the episode, when there is a bit more clarity, um, I kind of went, oh, because. I was kind of hoping that. I mean, you still don't know. There's still a lot you don't know. Um, yeah. About the I, events. I don't like stories to run rings around me indefinitely, and I think I think it's left it an absolutely beautiful place for episode one. I mean, it's beautifully crafted. We should say. Um, I, I have to confess to um, the kind of thing that you would have thought you particularly, Shane, knowing. Mm. Um, what high esteem you hold Londoners of a liberal persuasion from the media world in. But I love them, actually... love them all, just to, just to, just <laughs> to nail that to the mast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, OK. And that's Whatever. what I'd like to do to the rest of them, isn't that? The <laughs> yeah. With their feet and their palms of their hands. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I was guilty of, uh, what's it called? Unintentional bias. No, unconscious bias. Oh, right. I somehow thought 
um, it, there was going to be at least one male writer. Why should there be? But it is so rare to have what we have here, a fantastic team of two women, and oh. both of them know... Um, uh, 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 what's the term? A laggard. Someone who doesn't... I mean, they're hard-working. Um, no what, slouches. Lag, lag, laggard, haggard. I'm, say- <laughs> I'm saying no laggard, haggard. Uh, right. Or the other, the other writer, do you know Laura Solon? From no, she, she hasn't really plastic? done anything, actually. I think she's done a bit of stand-up on that, hasn't she? Well, you say she hasn't really done anything. I don't know that she'd get this far. Uh, you've not caught her on Radio 4, then? Is it no. Talking and Not Talking or something like that? It's something and not something. Not Talking, um, I think it's called. Yeah, I, I saw it in yeah. the credits, but it wasn't something I, that... Yeah, I think what you need to say, more accurately, uh, as far as we know, she hasn't done a lot of TV. That, that's what I meant, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Or, or, that's the, the trouble. This you're kind, this kind you're of just writing, an IMDB head, aren't you, you see? If, no. if she hasn't got uh, you know, a list as long as your arm on that, you're not interested. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just that it was the kind of stuff. I saw that she'd written like the radio stuff, but for herself. And, I, and so I kind of right. classed this as, this is a different, different type of writing, in my view. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of writing... I got the impression with this that the majority of the ownership of this, not the writing, but the ownership, was Daisy Haggard. I, that's the impression I got: is that it was it was it was her vehicle. Well, and I the, think you're bound to think that anyway, as she's the star of the show, right? But but we'll never know, will we? Really? I, mean, I haven't seen any interviews with um, Laura Solon and uh, Daisy about the writing, but um, what what's her radio show like, Laura Solon? Well, actually, it, it came greatly recommended, which of course immediately sets your expectations higher. I was a bit disappointed as against the expectations I felt were set for it. I can't remember whether it was a personal recommendation. It's a few years ago now because um, the original TV centre was still open, which closed in 2012. So it's, uh, I think it's probably about 2010, talking not to, and it's, it's sketchy comedy. It's enjoyable, but not, not sort of standout amazing. But boy, is she, uh, with Daisy, obviously, somehow between the two of them, they have found their comedy feat. I always think that's a huge thing as well. You know, they, they kind of do this a lot, Radio 4, and, they, and we've we talked this about this before where, you know, to to write and conceive and perform that mm. kind of um, that kind of product for radio, which kind of almost precludes you from doing it on the live circuit, then is mm. is a big ask. And I, I think I think in commissioning, I think Radio Four have got that wrong. And I said to you, you know, a lot of the time they need they should have even if they had an in-house script editor who helps them with this and says, right, okay, you know, how can we how can we develop this or help you with it or mm. work it through or whatever so it's not such a big a big responsibility on the shoulders of, of the you know the writer and performer I, I think it's a bit much to ask people and i think i think you know nine times out of ten that's why they do tend to you know not fall on their face but they, they tend to be a struggle sometimes don't you think it's it's a big thing isn't it it's a big job yeah but i'm just wondering about that because here's the thing um, being an old BBC boar who uh, floats around the building uh, whenever I can, I've actually seen... Um... The rest of the time he uses the stairs. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't call me Banquo's ghost for nothing, but I've uh, been doing it too long. They all think I'm dead by now. But anyway, <laughs> I, I still draw a paycheck at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have seen what I can only assume are script conferences. It's a bit annoying because you can see them, but you can't hear them. I've been in, for instance, and you'll appreciate this because we were talking about him only the other week. 
uh, or sort of oblique reference because of another actor that was in common with a show we were slabbing. But hmm. um, uh, Mr. Is it Rigglesworth, Tom, yeah, Tom Rigglesworth, Rigglesworth? Yeah, Tom Rigglesworth, yeah. I've seen him on the day of his recording in uh, in the room which is, adjoins uh, BBC Radio Theatre at uh, Broadcasting House in the West End in London. And uh, I wish I could lip read better, but they are sitting there discussing the script. And I knew one of the uh, women, because she, uh, she works uh, in the roles called production coordinator. Oh. I'm wondering whether because there isn't a, the name of... Um, someone in the credits that we're aware of that says script editor. I'm sure that a form of script editing goes on, but I couldn't tell you. I haven't been invited to those meetings and I can't lip read well enough. Right. But I've seen these meetings where they're all gathered around the table. And um, I, also, I mean, as I say, that's on the day of the show, but there has to be stuff, stuff going on that uh, is before then. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, it's just an assumption on my part, so I could be completely wrong because it's just that the assumption that the reason that so many of them turn out to be quite or, or seem to sound quite laboured is because they're a they're a one person struggle. I mean, equally, you don't know whether the the artist has said actually, no, this is mine. I want to do it like this. You've given well, me, uh, yeah. you give yeah. me the commission, and I, and you know, I don't want anybody interfering with it. You, you don't know, do you? Really? So I don't know. Anyway, we're well overdue yeah. a clip. Oh here. gosh, yes. Um, and you Clip around the ear in your case. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Miri's, uh, Miri, this is the, the main character played by, played by Daisy Haggard. You, you mentioned uh, Miri's parents, mm -hmm. uh, so I thought it was high time we heard from them. Um, this is her telling her parents, because she's gone back to, upon release from prison, she's gone back to live with her parents, because obviously she's got, she's got nothing else. And she, we worked out, I think, uh, through the script, that she was about 18, was she, when she went to prison? 18... 18 or 19, I think, was she, or something. Does she make a reference to being 38? So that would make about 20. Was it 20, 20 years old? Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I, remember, I can't remember what the number was, but I remember working it, working it backwards. In that ballpark, yeah. But she was obviously still living with her parents. She still had a room there and all the rest of it. Uh, but this yeah. is Miri telling her parents about uh, her plans, uh, starting off with, uh, as we mentioned, the job interview. I've got a job interview, so I'm going to go into town tomorrow. Sure. You won't recognise the place. Bloody gentrification. It's only one shot. Mansis was the centre of this community, and now some turning into a trendy fish and chips. We don't know he's an. We presume everyone's terrified we're going to be the next Margate. What happened to Margate? Don't get him started. Hipsters. <laughs> What's the job interview? Um, it's office cleaning firm. And they know about you and, and your situation. I don't know about that. They just said I should go in, and they pay. Wait for it. £6.50 an hour, so milky bars are on me. That's not even minimum wage. Oh, OK. Well, anyway, it's a start, isn't it? And then after that, I might go and see uh, Dom. Just, you know, catch up, say hi. Have you spoken? Uh, well, no, I just left him a message, so when he calls me back. It's, it's been a long time, and you, but you don't know how he's going to feel now that you're back or how you're going to feel. Yeah, no, that's why I'm going to wear full wedding attire. I'm not going to wear a wedding dress. Come on, guys, I'm not going to do that. But we were close and, you know, he wrote to me occasionally and you said he always asks after me, so... Well, yeah, yes. so I'm going to go and say hi if that is something that people still do. <laughs> I like the idea that, um, and she might be right, common civility, i.e. saying hi to someone, might have stopped in those 18 years. Uh, before I forget, uh, this is a Two Brothers production. Uh, I might come back to that in a mo because I think we've slabbed another two brothers, haven't we? Pretty what what else? I mean, they've, me. they've got quite a they've got quite a, a, a list of credits to their name now, haven't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, also, can I quickly do my back to life anecdote? It's only because there's the song from Soul to Soul, which mm. as a hip DJ, you would know. Um, but it's, it's absolutely nothing to do with this show. So very briefly, did you know that uh, in the way of some successful commercial acts, they, they branched out into having shops or at least one shop and selling, I think it was merch, the old merchandise, but possibly other stuff as well. Anyway, there was a salt uh, to soul, yeah. And I remember there was a, a shop when I was working maybe at the Virgin Mega Store, which was on the junction of um, Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Street. I was uh, possibly coming back from a gig there and uh, coming via Tottenham Court Road. And there were these two delightful, cute kids dancing to some trap. I don't know whether it was back to life in the window of the Soul to Soul shop. Are joking? No, and it's just an amazing moment. Gymnasts. And yet, yeah, I know. Um, and then they just, yeah, they make them perform window. like, yeah. What was the shop monkeys. called? Was it called Sold to Sold? <laughs> oh, dear. It was sold afterwards. I've, uh, never, so we'll I've have to... never heard anything so blatantly, <laughs> wantonly commercial Tedious? in all of my life. Oh, That's disgusting, isn't it? Uh, next, they'll be trying to sell music, won't they? Making money out of musical career. Oh, that'll never work, really. That's no Don't start me. Them. Don't start me on Margate either. I, I have. To, I, you know, don't, don't start me on Margate. What happens to Margate? Don't start me on Margate. I have to say, um, uh, every time I thought, you know, oh, what are we slabbing? And, and I was writing something. What's it called? The song mm. came into my head every single time. That's how hooky it is. So. Uh, there you You're go. going to but sing it or shall I? No, I'm not giving them another penny, otherwise they'll open <laughs> another shop in the Tottenham Court Road and fill it full of kids in the window, won't they? <laughs> there won't be kids anymore. <laughs> They'll be da- Daisy Haggard's age. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, so lovely crisp lines again. Uh, I just love the dry wit of the dad particularly, but yeah, the mum's great as well. What, what's it's nice? Because... Sorry, I was going to say, what's no. nice about the, the parents, I thought, was that they provide... Um, the antidote to the to the comedy, don't they? In a way, because they're they're quite clearly the father in particular is just trying to cope with all of this. Ah, but but, but it was, I don't know. There's some real dry wit there. I wouldn't want to underplay their contribution to the comedy. Do you remember the first time we uh, we encounter them? The mum says, and I assume she's referring to the cap. The trouble was I was watching this on an <laughs> iPhone in bright sunshine. Yeah, she said, do you have to wear that? You look like Guy Ritchie. <laughs> and then immediately you think, hang on, that's a young reference for, for parents not wishing to sound patronising, but it was just funny that they would, she'd think of that association in her 60s or whatever. I, I did all, whenever there was a scene with him in, though, I did always feel like you, you, you felt like their neck was just above the water. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah, mean? In yeah, their life, absolutely. their life is like. I mean, he said the dad said at one point. He said, "Oh, I kind of, you know, I imagined I'd be living in the Lake District now with six grandchildren." And she went, yes. you, "You thought I was going to have six kids?" And he went, "Oh, yeah, it probably was a bit much actually." But yes. that was, was also a clever way, clever writing, clever way of saying there's no siblings, wasn't it? Without yeah. saying, "I don't have a brother or a sister." Yeah, that, that the, it, it was full of stuff like that. I thought. And mm. do you know what the other thing as well, which I thought was fabulous, was how great an actress she is, Daisy Haggard. I noticed particularly there was one scene when um, her mum and dad have picked her up and they're bringing her back from the from the prison, mm. and she's looking out the car window and she winds the window down and, and there's a look on her face. That's that encompasses this. She's taking in the fresh air. She's looking at the blue sky. You know, you can see she's really drinking in the entire scene. And and I thought she's just portrayed all of that with an expression on her face. 
Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. As well as beautiful performing, I mean, I keep talking up the writing because it is so good, but it's so spare. It lets the pictures do the talking a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and the other thing is massive contrast with two shows that you've loved that I haven't got on with. And I now know it's confirmed one of my suspicions. What do we recall that ghosts and, uh, is it zapped, have in common? I mean, there are loads of things, but uh, both, I would have both su- I think it's supernatural. You don't like. I think it's no. Well, it's I reality. Mean, that... It's reality. I think, <laughs> think for you to like it, it has to be grounded in reality. And if it's not, you 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 give it short shrift, or or even mm. just a medium sized shrift. Yeah, or sometimes an extra large shrift. But uh, no, it's actually numbers of cast. I said this just the other week about ghosts. It's too many people, mm. and the more people you throw in. It doesn't make it funnier. It makes it harder to follow. Uh, and they each get paid less, which is although, another reason not to do it. Although some episodes of Inside Number 9 have had huge casts as well, haven't they? They've had, they've had quite, uh, quite, quite I, a large... I I'm can't think of, of any that I would call a huge cast. What, what, what are you thinking of? What was the one where they're all hiding, they're playing sardines in the wardrobe? That, that had got a cast of about seven or eight, I think, something like that. Well, that's, that's half what's in Ghosts. Anyway, this is manageable. I mean, I, my, my beleaguered brain can keep up with, uh, well, three central characters, um, uh, Daisy plus parents, mm. um, and then not too many peripheral characters. No, and it, and it I think works. it's a reality thing. The Walshes hadn't got many people in it, and you didn't like that just because he did a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like Kelly because she had a funny voice. Do you know, I was watching the IT crowd again the other day, and I thought, oh, we'll have to get that out and get him oh, to exercise his to. ghost with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of ghosts. <laughs> I'm just scrolling down in the marvellous uh, Daisy Haggard's um, online CV, to answer my question, I was asking about the sketch show she was in. She was in Peep Show, which anyone is in that is all right by me. She was in Cardinal yeah. Burns. I know that was the, um, which was um, which was a short-lived. I think it ran for two series on Channel Four. Did you ever see that? Right. Uh, no, it didn't. Which was was quite that was quite. Uh, Entertain. That was the only sketch yeah. I remember of being in. No, it's Man Stroke Woman. I mean, I wasn't sure if it was Big Train, but it's Man Stroke oh, Woman. Okay. Just confirmed. Um, you're saying about the writing and the and the and the way that they write, but without being overt. And yes. The the mom when she's texting because she's. Um, <laughs> I don't, don't want to ruin it too much. No, spoiler, don't. Spoiler alert! But she's she's kind of. Um, She's texting somebody throughout the episode as well. But did you notice all all her texts were all in capitals? Yes. No. I, uh, yes, is, I thought that is, must be significant. Well, that's a, that's is an older she's person. Older and, yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's like you know. Pre- I presume if you spoke to the, one of the two writers, I bet one of their parents always sends them a text in capitals. It's <laughs> that very kind, shouting. Yeah. And I just thought that's. I don't know. It's just it was those kind of clever little. Um, Nuances within within the writing within the script. She says to uh, she says to the boyfriend, the old boyfriend that she goes to see, 
And he says, what are you doing for him? She said, oh, you're not a marine biologist then. <laughs> so, like, all those hopes and aspirations are just crushed in one sense. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like all the things she, that... I, I suppose she thought when she was on the inside, she thought, oh, everyone's clearly got a better life than me and they'll all be realising their dreams. She yes. gets up and realises. Oh, that's the other thing, a lovely little line about the hall being repainted. Uh, her mum says, yeah, we've repainted it. She said, yeah, but the same colour. <laughs> yeah. 18 years yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you want to just branch out and have a different colour. Do you, do you get the sense that the main character, maybe, is... is and I, You know, maybe this is a, a plot point for early, and I don't mean to ruin it for anybody if it's not... I mean, I don't know whether it is. I've not seen another episode. But I kind of get the impression... There's a, with, with Daisy Haggard's character, there's a... The, uh, Miri, there's a, a gullibility there, and I wouldn't mm. be at all surprised if it turns out that, in actual fact, she carried the can for somebody else. There's, there's Ooh. a... There's a naivety in her. Do you know what I mean? She's kind of... Right. Well, she has hinted... Uh, she said it's not what it seems or something like it, that. It wasn't like to... that, I think. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody said that. So that's that. left the door slightly ajar, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. well spotted. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I could be completely wide of the mark. I mean, if you'd have asked me whether they um, you know, would have let as much out in the first episode as they did, I would have said no. But I think you're right. I think you probably, if you'd, if you'd have gone on skirting around what she did and and whatever then it would have got a bit annoying probably yeah i think so i think that's that's a possibility um should we hear another clip um, our last yes, one third and final yeah, yeah i mentioned almost at the get-go we were talking about casting and um i mentioned uh joe martin an actress who plays a character called janice who we, we I'm, I'm assuming it's a social worker isn't it she's like her caseworker for I would have thought probation officer. Sorry, just so that's out. what I yeah. meant. Yeah, I skipped yeah, saying social yeah. worker, but yeah, I meant probation officer. The case worker for getting out is a probation officer, isn't it, of course, yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, you just kind of get... <laughs> you hear it now, but you kind of... Just just listen to this. Is this is I'm assuming it's the first meeting um, out on the outside with a probation officer. It seems like they knew each other before. Did you get that impression that she'd seen her inside, maybe? Probably, and uh, they probably do like that continuity if they can provide it, yeah. But um, So they're kind of sitting down and having a meeting, and um, just by listening to this, you kind of realise the enormity of the task of rehabilitation that Miri faces uh, <laughs> with the help of her probation officer. That is lovely. <coughs> yeah, I've had the uh, sinusitis. First time I've had dairy all week. I know it ain't PC, but I bloody love a bit of dairy. Do you want um? Oh, love one. But I've just finished an enormous bowl of noodles. Right. Um, how are you finding being back? Great. Yeah, all good. And uh, how are the job interviews going? Oh, uh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, really, really positive feedback. So it's great. Good. And how are you finding it? Being back. You just asked that. Did I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, did you answer? Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just so full of codeine right now. Yeah, slipped a disc. That and the sinusitis, well, the only thing that got me through it was naked and afraid. <laughs> have you seen that? How could I? Yeah, of course you haven't. Well, something to look forward to, I suppose. Google it. But do not Google yourself. And listen, if you are experiencing frustration, depression, or just a deep and consuming sense of hopelessness, it's normal. 
great, but I'm not, so, I mean, that's it's all super cool, really. So. <clears throat> OK. I've got to say, sorry, I'm trying to... I'm just looking at... Um, the the, uh, the CV for Joe Martin. Oh, the page turn. Yeah, again, brilliant writing. You're waiting. You know, where's this going? This sentence. It's gorgeous. But it turns out I have worked with her. As oh, you know, you? I never name drop. But um, yes, yeah, so we're getting back a few years to the real McCoy. Oh uh, yeah, just yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she seemed familiar because I wonder is she a stand-up act as well? I don't um, know. I don't know. I mean, I just if she's if she is. She needs to get into acting full time. Well, she, she could do both alternate I, nights. I just think she has just got such a like a natural pace about her that I mean mm. there was that and there's there's those lovely visual things as well that you see. Uh, we both laughed at it uh, because we we know what we remember seeing. But when she said, "I've just finished an enormous bowl of noodles," and <laughs> and Daisy Haggard's character mouths the word noodles <laughs> to to. to <laughs> Say, I missed that with the sunshine on my iPhone early right. this afternoon, our first day of summer. Um, but so she did say noodles. I didn't imagine it. Yeah, and it's, and, it's and a mi- lovely and throwaway, isn't Miri it? Miri kind of looks down and goes, "You can see her mouth noodles." <laughs> what a, what but she a, might be thinking, "Has the pronunciation changed in the last eighteen years?" Yeah, she's just thinking. I just love that, and you always know you're having a bad conversation with somebody when they say, "Did I just ask you that?" And you go, "Yeah." <laughs> And you go, what did you say? <laughs> did you answer? Fantastic, oh, yeah. Love it, love it. So, um, yeah, she's off her head on uh, codeine. Yeah. Uh, lovely way to be. But I was just thinking a mark of a great actor is you just, they hint at so much more, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you, you get the feeling she could have her own series on the basis of one character in one scene, which is, yeah. that's going some, isn't it? But it, there's so much going on. It just, it just kind of... It, and it's a real supporting cast thing to me, um, mm. and, and I mentioned uh, the character that lives next door, Billy, and I thought again, very clever writing. Um, it's uh, Adil Akhtar who, who plays Billy, and he's the next door neighbour, but he's not. Is he? He's he's the carer for the woman who lives next door, and I thought, what what an what a creative and clever way of putting him next door, mm. with without just having him. Living there on his own, or living with his girlfriend, or being married, or do you know what I mean? It was just—I just thought, oh, that's that's intriguing the way that they've done that. But I'm wondering, uh, the way he phrased it, fine, he's her carer, but it could be his girlfriend or wife, couldn't it? I don't think—I don't think it's that woman that that was in the top window, wasn't she, who swore at? Uh... But what, what? How would that rule out it being his partner? Oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just, it just didn't seem likely. I mean, again, it's, it's just an assumption, isn't it? You know, you look at people and you think, are they? She seemed to be a lot older than him. Yes, and, and, and well, not, maybe that's why she's gone nuts. And not but, altogether um, as stable as he was, really. Um, no, but is there, the other is thing there, is, there's a romance there, isn't there? I mean, you, they kind of hinted at a romance. I thought with with the two of them. Do you it think? did make you think. Yes, is this the love interest? Perhaps. Yes. The other thing is, could it be? I'm not not fantastically read uh, least of all um 19th century women's uh, fiction but is it a jane austen reference perhaps is that the mad woman in the loft oh it's my favorite jane austen yeah <laughs> i thought you were all over it that oh, woman's realm keeps you going doesn't all, it all over jane austen i am yeah and uh <laughs> and my, my, my i appear in court next wednesday um <laughs> with, your sins. um i yeah yeah maybe maybe it is i don't know I don't know. We we mentioned before we were, we were talking because I bleeped the the first clip and we were saying about um, um, 
how little they used swearing as a vehicle to get a laugh. Mm. But but the the neighbour at the window, can you remember what she says to, to Mirror? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'll have to bleep you if you say it, but yes. Um, again, sparing use of sparing swearing, yeah. and um, which I've likened it before. I don't know if I've done it on the slab, I probably have, because I'm always repeating myself. Did I say that before? I, Did you you're always repeating yourself. <laughs> I knew you said that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like a currency. You can think, oh, well, we'll get loads of money. Let's print some more notes. But then you print more notes, and every one of them is worth less than the previous one on the yeah. printer. Yeah. Uh, and the more you swear, the, it's not, I don't, I'm not offended by it. I don't take a sort of prudish approach to it. But it's just, it just Cheap. devalues it as a yeah. currency. Cheap. Whereas she gets this, the mad woman at the window, whoever she is, gets the strongest swear word and it has the most impact which she, is exactly she, the, the she says three words and she out the window to her <laughs> yes. and one of them's a swear word but it, the way she delivers it it just really really gets a laugh it really does yeah um well i think i know where we're going with this anyway but i think it's it's about time to um uh, one to, out of five to wrap, oh, sorry <laughs> yeah i'll give it half uh <laughs> To, to wrap up uh, back to life, um, we put a link by the back way. Back to so reality. You, yeah, you can you can if you want to go and grab this and uh, and go and watch it. I mean, I will certainly be going back for the other five episodes of the series. Um, not least because, as you say, the intrigue that they weave all the way through the episode. You want to go back, and uh, there's so many loose ends now. I think I've got to go back and just find out how it all uh, ties up. And we never even mentioned there's a mystery guy. She was uh, she was sat on the beach and uh, and this guy mm. just just kind of rolls up to her and says um, uh, he said her name doesn't he and she said do I know you and he said how can you we've only just met and then walks off and you think oh hello mm. and he's got some notes about her and all that sort of stuff so there are, basically there are tons of loose ends that you need to go back and we need to uh, to watch so I'll be I'll be definitely watching that one again anyway should we give it marks out of ten. Uh, yes, five each. We should be clear, because <laughs> it'll sound really mean now after all this talking it up, and people who haven't heard the show before will think, "Oh, you've only given that three or four. Anyway, um, it's your turn to go first. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give it a four. Um, only because mm. um, it it didn't it didn't quite. I mean. I think the highest mark I've ever given was four and a half for Veep. Um, I'm not I sure. You've given four. one five, but uh, I could be wrong. Don't think I have uh, Silicon Valley. I think I gave four and a half as well. Um, and they really do make. Oh, that's me just bong there. Sorry about that. Uh, they mm. really do make me laugh out loud. <clears throat> um, I thought Silicon Valley was a five, but I won't argue. Um, not while we're recording. Well, one of us didn't. Didn't. Did you give it four and a half? I've, then I've never given a five. Maybe I did. No, I think you did. Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm going to give it a four anyway, um, because I just think that's where it is. Really, I, I think if, if I if I saw the others in the series, I wouldn't and had watched the whole thing. I wouldn't mm. hesitate in giving it a four and a half or a five. If you sorry, if I'd seen all me. of them, if I'd right. seen the whole series, and they're all solid, because you that can't help but colour your judgment, can it? Really, you know, and you'd you'd watch it. So I think it'd be. It would be a four and a half or a, or a five if I'd watched the whole series. I'm still not quite clear what stops it being, say, a four and a half for you. Um, 
it's just a gut thing, really. I don't think there's anything... I couldn't say, oh, there aren't enough words in it or I didn't like the dress that she wore or I didn't think the... You know, it's a great cast, great writing, great premise. I think the premise is great as well. I mean, mm. there were there were scenes in it where I kind of thought, oh, you're ruining it a bit there. Like, she put on a really undersized skirt. Um, uh, yeah. And tried to walk up the road. I thought, oh, no, don't do that. That's a bit, that's a bit rude. And there were There were one or two scenes in it that I kind of thought... Don't do that. You don't need to do that. You're better than this. That's quite harsh. Because I was going to say I quite liked some of the physical comedy, even if it's obviously not cutting edge, as you're saying. But in context, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not like I say it's not um these it's a gut thing, isn't it? With this, really, I think that's you know it's not it's not a uh, if you add all these things up, it comes to this amount of points, really. But yeah, I give it I give it a four. Okie cokey. Well, I am going to go for four and a half because I, uh, I really can't. If I say I can't fault it, then people will say quite reasonably, "We'll give them a five Then you mean yeah. seven, so? But um, yeah, uh, give uh, them a second series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smell my cheese, you mother. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the nature of it it can't it, it can never be an absolute blast because it's a, it's a gently unfolding thing but it's an absolutely beautifully crafted story and uh, we always mention writing and performing but you know on, on such a good show everything comes together down to casting production technical side except i still have issues with handheld cameras but hey you know there's a big uh, continuity gaff as well did you say that oh about? no i missed that one when she was, see much when, in the sun when she was putting the skirt on and and, and they did the one angle from behind her and she stood on a manhole cover, and then the front angle, she wasn't standing on the manhole cover. Oh. So sure it either, wasn't an intentional jump cut. Either that, or it's one of those mysteriously self-propelling manhole covers that they have in um, London. You it's lost. actually in it's coastal Kent, isn't it? She's set in. Oh, it's in Kent. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, we see yeah, what right. looked like the white cliffs. I there's something in that that mystery gent has got something with Kent written on it, but I don't. Again, I couldn't see the screen properly. Right. I really should go back and watch it on a proper. What are they called? Oh, TVs. Yes, oh, I remember them. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, if you if you tell your friends all about the Comedy Slab podcast, um, and we get some advertising on the thing. We might have enough to get him to buy a TV so he can watch them in comfort. Oh, bless you! Please, um, please help Adrian. Preferably a colour one, if we can, if the budget will stretch to that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it? Just right. Um, so, is this homework setting time? I suppose it is now. Sorry, so what did you say? Did you, you said four you and, and a half. I said four and a half, so it's uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not homework, bad. please. Uh, I like to throw in a curveball. I was very close to. I'm not going to give too much away because I will actually set it another week's uh, homework. I was going to set another TV show. It was going to be another iPlayer one, but um, it it was a bit close to something else with uh, uh, one of the actors in in the lead role. So mm. uh, that's to look forward to another time. Unless, of course, as you've done twice now, you get there first. Yeah, rotter. Um, I thought I'd thrown a curveball. I thought it must be time for some radio. And um, I'm not saying this is old radio, but it's actually in black and white. It is. How do you fancy a bit of Benny Hill on the radio on Benny the BBC? Hill on the radio. Yes, wow. I know. Pre ITV, obviously. 
uh, from 1964 there, mate. Uh, so over 50 years ago. And yeah, interesting, because if nothing else, it's a bit of social history as well as uh, a comedy for the slab. Um, now, what I failed to do is get the exact title of it. Bear with me, caller. I just heard it today on BBC Radio 4 Extra. And, uh, oh gosh, sorry. Chat amongst yourself, Shane. So anything okay. you can talk about? While... Oh, you can do those social meds or something, can't you? The platforms and all that. Yeah, don't, don't forget, if you want to catch up with some of the uh, previous episodes of the Comedy Slab, which we talked about in this episode, you can, um, you can do it by subscribing uh, or liking or doing whatever you do to make sure that you get your uh, weekly episodes. We release these on a Monday. Uh, your weekly episode of the Comedy Slab, you can just you can go to the source, actually, which is uh, Spreaker.com, and you can find us there if you just search for Comedy Slab. Uh, or failing that, uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, um, Spotify or all the other wonderful places that you can get podcasts now. Generally, if you put Comedy Slab in, uh, you'll be able to find us. And, of course, there's a YouTube version as well, which has kind of got a little graphic that moves about just to make you realise that it hasn't all stopped and frozen. Um, have, you, mm. have you found it or...? I've found two Benny Hills. I'm trying to work out. Um, yeah, okay. It's slightly odd because they haven't given it an episode number. Uh, certainly not online. So BBC.co.uk within the UK should be available on BBC.com outside the UK, depending on copyright. Um, so oddly, it's got a transmission date, but uh, I mentioned the year 1964. It's, it's the episode from the 29th of March 1964. It's my birthday. Is it indeed? Are you sure? Yeah. That was that. I was minus two, right? Well, you've given the game away. Fortunately for you, my maths is appalling. That's incredible. Um, I never knew you were seventy-four. Anyway, yes. so look, look it out. It's called Benny Hill Time. Yeah, it's Benny Hill Time. Wow. Um, yes, and uh, not going to give too much away, except to say he he wrote it himself. So that's an interesting uh, twist there. I was going to say when he went to TV, it would have had other writers as well, I think. I was going to say something about Benny Hill, but I will save mm. it until next week and next time on the Comedy Slab podcast. We'll, uh, we'll have a good old chat about Benny Hill. Um, yes. we, we are on Twitter and Facebook as well. Don't forget, at Comedy Slab is the, uh, is the place to find us. But uh, meantime, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, as I mentioned, you'll find the link uh, to Back to Life if you want to go and catch up with that and see what you think. And um, if you want to leave a comment on any of the places that you can find the Comedy Slab, then you can let us know what you think as well, which is always quite nice. Mm. Um, and other than that, I don't know about you. I'm uh, I'm off for a, a big bowl of noodles now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, a whole run of porridge. I'll just let the penny drop. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.